What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. And y'all, I am super excited about this interview because I am going to be interviewing a favorite on the podcast, Tiffany. She was on the podcast earlier this year and we did a little series around money. I have done money series before, but I absolutely believe that Tiffany is like the expert around this. And so I wanted to bring her back on the podcast because she is actually launching a community for women who are really, I'll let her talk a little bit more about it, but women who are really wanting to break those toxic money behaviors and really, really start seeing themselves and the way they interact with money differently. So we're going to kind of talk a little bit about kind of just some money patterns and mindset around money because we've talked about money story before on the podcast, but this is going to be a little bit of a different angle that I think will be helpful, especially since we're going into the new year or in the new year. Um, I think that y'all will enjoy. So say, Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey, thank you so much. I'm I'm a favorite. I'm gonna make sure I put that on like my bio. Like I'm a favorite of (laughs) therapy as a Christian podcast. Yes. (laughs) Oh, you're so sweet. sweet. Okay. So why don't you tell us a little bit? So you've been on you were on the podcast earlier in the summer Um, since that time some things have shifted for you so why don't you talk a little bit about what has shifted from you doing group coaching now you are focusing more on community and talk a little bit about what the community is Yes, I would love to. Do you want me to do a bio real quick for people? Do it, who... do it, do it. Yeah. So um, I'm Tiffany Burns. I am a wife, mother of three, founder of the Lotus Legacy. I'm a certified 
a money and mindset coach. And in my business, what I really help women do is to learn how to deprogram from their inherited money stories so that they can enjoy more of their money now and still create a legacy for their themselves and their children later. Um, and a little bit about my background and my story. Like I grew up in a household where we didn't learn about money management. My husband and I found out we were like $91,000 in debt because of foolishness. Um, let's call it what it is. And we were able to pay that debt off um, in three years with, you know, again, just really thinking about like my money mindset and what I wanted my life to look like. I was able to really shift and change my relationship with money. Now I'm on a mission to help other women do the same thing because I feel like a lot of women still feel like money is overwhelming and, and intimidating um, and all of those different negative emotions. And we really have to shift to how we think about it in order for us to do the things that we need to do. So that is a quick little bio. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes, as Rosalind mentioned, I'm going to be launching a membership community um, in January of 2023. And the focus of the community and the membership is really to help women who are purpose-driven, right? Women who know that you have some sort of higher calling on your life, whether it is to serve as in your season of motherhood, as a friend, as a business owner in your career, whatever it is that God is calling you to do, um, those women usually have something that is distracting them from things that they need to do. And a lot of times money is a big part of that. And so I'm really creating this community to help you deprogram from those um, money stories to change your relationship with money. So you can, so money can stop being a distraction from the things that you are called to do. I am so glad you kind of went into that a little bit more because a couple of the episodes that y'all will hear before Tiffany, if you have to go back and listen, is I did a interview with a girl named Ashley around uh, career. She's a career coach and she basically helps women basically increase their income and influence in their jobs. And so that could be like finding a new role or if you're in the current role, asking for a raise and all of that. And one of the things we talked about was how, and y'all know I'm big on mental health how money and financial increase can be the grave difference of really experiencing well-being mm -hmm. and how like we think that oh you know my current salary I just need to like save more I need to stop spending but sometimes too you need to increase your income mm -hmm. and so I'm so glad you you brought that up because I think there's can be like some even some disconnect with that you know, budgeting and which we'll talk about soon, but just like how money can really bring a lot of anxiety and overwhelm for people. And there's a lot of negative association with that due to the fact that it can also impact well-being. Yeah. And because when you think about it, Rosalind, money is so intertwined with our day-to-day -day lives. When you are in some sort of like financial stress, it can consume you because now you're thinking about your bills and your utilities and your car. It, it impacts so much of our livelihoods and our just basic human needs for security. Money stress is a different level of stress. And it, again, it can be a really big distraction for the things that you need to do. So I really want us to get comfortable with having conversations with money and learn how to advocate for ourselves so that we can create that stability and security in our finances. Yeah, yeah. Money, money stress is real, girl. I feel like that's been my whole life this year, um, being an entrepreneur. However, what I have learned is that my stress about money is always tied to my money story, but mm -hmm. also that I 
think that there are sometimes even some deeper rooted things and like my ability to handle it and handle it well. So I know that we talked a lot last time about y'all's money story and we talked a little bit about how y'all paid off debt, but you also used to kind of teach around budgeting and like what that looks like, which is ultimately the strategy, the how to maybe get out of debt, all that kind of stuff. And that's also what people are kind of inundated with when it comes to money or hearing about people talk talk about money or coaches talk about money. They really are like focusing a lot on pay down debt, create a budget, X, Y, and Z. What I think- Save money, invest money. (laughs) Save money, invest money, invest in stock market, invest in your 401k, all that, which is cool, but those often become the end result of the deeper root issue. So- why don't you talk a little bit about like what you've kind of discovered from coaching, but also really from helping people really see the deeper rooted issue. Yeah. And so when, like, I love that you mentioned, like those are strategies and I am still very much into the strategies because there's work that we have to do. And so there's technical and and things that need to get done within your finances. And so budget and save and pan off debt, those are the, the things. Um, but like you said, underneath all of those things are deeper rooted issues. There's your money story. There's your relationship with money. There's some fear. There's lack of trust and lack of confidence within yourself. And so those are the things that we really have to start looking at and bringing awareness around in order for you to get to the part where you feel good about budgeting, to get to the point where you could put money in savings and keep it there and set, and not overspend and not put a bunch of uh, things on credit cards. We have to address those deeper issues. And what I've learned and really experienced as a coach is that, you know, even when I'm like, okay, we're going to break it down to the bare bones and just learn how to budget. There's still so many of those redu- residual things from our past, from our experiences and those uncertainties that we have and that lack of confidence and trust that we have in ourselves that makes it hard for you to do the things even when we create the most beautiful budget the perfect plan the the perfect saving strategy all of the debt is listed we know how to pay it off we know these things on a intellectual level we know these things um but on a deeper level it's harder to do the things that we know we need to do and that's where i really am coming into really support and nurture the the change that needs to happen in your belief system, in your thoughts, in the way you feel about money so that you can take action. And I think that it's really important for us to do that because again, we can't we can't take action until we address all of those things. And I think too, there's two things came up to my mind. I was um I went to a conference um about three weeks ago. I was talking to this girl and we were kind of talking similarly about just like our years with being entrepreneurs. And she was like I love being comfortable. Like I just, I made good money in my job to be where I'm at now. is like frustrating because I want to be comfortable. So you kind of like emotion, emotionally, you don't know you're reacting to something from the past of like, you used mm-hmm. to have a comfortable life or you used to be able to do X, Y, and Z. And now that you can't, it's, it's different for me. I think it was like, my ability to be able to go and do, I can, I can, I can make it happen. And so you don't know there's, there's a lack of sometimes self-awareness. And that's the Mm -hmm. part that I feel like is really hard to address because the work is what we think is the thing that will solve the problem. When also in actuality, it's really the self-awareness and us sitting in the emotions that are very uncomfortable to say, oh, this is the reason of how I got here. 
Mm-hmm. And so like for you, what do you feel like are some of the kind of main pillars around why we struggle with money or some of our poor money patterns? Yeah. And so one of the biggest thing is is fear, right? Like we're afraid, um, whether it is, you know, fear of change. And, and if I do things, if I have to do things differently, like what did that mean? And that was a big one for me is like when I used to hear the word budget, I thought that that meant that I was never going to be able to enjoy my money ever again. And so I refused to budget for the longest time because just because I, I was afraid of what that change would mean. Um, it is a, a, being a fear of, you know, letting people in and, and being vulnerable with people and asking for help and talking to your spouse about your money story and talking to them about how you feel about money. Um, there's again, like that lack of confidence and that lack of trust within yourself. So you're not able to advocate for yourself on your job. You're just mad and doing the job of like every yourself and everybody else instead of being able to really speak up for yourself and demand the amount of money that you're worth. It's um, a lack of uh, trust and confidence in your ability to make decisions because, you know, maybe you've made some mistakes in the past and now you're holding yourself hostage to the mistakes that you've made. Um, it's also, you know, <laughs> it's also, you know, making sure that you are able to trust your ability to make good decisions and not be swayed by trends and different things that are going on around you. There's so many, there's so many things that go into that. Yeah. And I think when you were talking a little bit about this, the confidence thing, I think that when we lack confidence in something, we shut down mm-hmm. because a lot of times confidence can be results driven. Like if I don't feel like I'm going to pass a test, I may not be confident that I'm while I'm taking the test. And so because confidence can be result driven, I think there's often times where there's this association of like have a budget. The association you have with budgeting can be a myriad of things. And so there is if there's a negative association with budget, you may immediately think restricted. You may immediately Mm -hmm. think. I can't have, you may immediately think, um, you may not even see like, why does my money have to be calculated this way? Or this is hard. And so there's this, there's these negative emotions that come up. So like, so how do you think that, why do you think that the vulnerability piece is so important, especially with you having a community now, there's a, there's a, couple of support. Why do you think the vulnerability piece is so important? Yeah. For so many people, you feel isolated in your struggles, right? You don't, you don't, you feel like you're the only one going through these different things. And so that's one of the reasons why I wanted to create this community because you're not alone. There's so many people who are, who have similar um, money stories and who have had similar experiences in the past. And once you're able to just, again, just be vulnerable enough to admit that you want and need help is a big step. And then you're also insulated with people who are on the same mission as you. So it's very, very helpful for you to be vulnerable with yourself, right? Be open and honest with yourself that you need the support to be in the community with people who also need the support. Um, And that way you can really take some impactful action. Yeah. And I think it also means you got to be vulnerable with yourself, which Mm -hmm. is 
Yeah, I posted today about like ownership and accountability, accountability, because I feel like a lot of people, when they hear the word accountability, they're like, oh, I'm about to get in trouble. Somebody's going to do something to me. And that's not what accountability is really about. Right. Like accountability is um, at its core and at its essence is about ownership and taking responsibility for the things that are within your control. And so when you're being vulnerable, that means you have to hold yourself accountable and you can hold yourself to a standard. It doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect and do things right every single time, but it does does give you a more control and it empowers you to do things differently because you you're holding yourself to a new standard and I think and I would love for you to talk about this I think in some degree too there's a high level of judgment on ourselves especially when it comes to money like the judgment that I'm not good at this or why would I, why should I, I shouldn't need help with my money mm -hmm. or I've ran up a credit card in the past. I don't want to talk about that with somebody. Yeah. Um, there's such a high level of judgment and judgment mm -hmm. on yourself only forces you not to be vulnerable to receive help. Why do you think, and why do you think that we feel so judgmental about ourselves and how does that stop us from even wanting to receive help? Chow, like we are, you know, we, we hear it all the time that we're our own worst critics, right? So like when you, if you make a mistake, like usually you are the one holding yourself hostage and helping, holding yourself captive to those things, right? Those things have happened in the past. And you're remembering that one time when you put all this stuff on the credit card. And that's an exercise that I invite the listeners and people that I work with to do is like write a letter to your debt. Forgive yourself for making these decisions. Like for you have to release the guilt and the remorse and the shame that you have associated with those things because you can't carry that into your present and into your future. We have to release those things if you want to change your, your relationship with money, if you want to change your money story, those things can no longer be part of it. I'm so happy you said shame because, and I think I said shame earlier too, but you said it again. And I think- Shame is, it's just me. I'm the only one. I'm the problem. Mm -hmm. um, I should or shouldn't be here. I got myself here. Um, and one thing that I will say that I've learned too about shame is that, um, and if I'm going to be kind of spiritual for a moment, just like God is a restorer and God is fair, but also like God is very compassionate around understanding why we made have made decisions of, of this nature but the other mm -hmm. part about that is is sometimes you have to like give yourself permission to sit in the feeling of like the disappointment that you did this to move mm -hmm. to the next thing I think we're so quick to like try to do stuff to get past like okay I just need to make a budget this week or I need to have a no spend month or I need to do something like super extreme like I heard these no spin months and I'm like, how do y'all do this? Like everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. You're like these quick, quick fixes tactics. I know you, I see your faces. So you could like go ahead and yeah, say Yeah, like those, those, those are the hacks, right? Those are the, the financial hacks. And what we really have to start focusing on is the habits. And so we we have to we have to separate the two. Yes, they can get you some quick wins. Yes, they can get you some victories. But we have to really focus on those sustainable actions. But when you're talking about like shame and you know just forgiving yourself, it's really important for you to do that. It's you can't continue to hold yourself hostage. No, because it only becomes more lonely and more isolating. And mm-hmm. isolation only pulls you away from help. Because it makes you think that people aren't going to help or people don't know or, or, and naturally I think too, especially when we're talking about money story, which I know we can talk a little bit about, but like the thing about money story, if you grew up in a very like inconsistent household where money wasn't really talked about, money wasn't discussed, there's an oftentimes, or if, or if money was a negative thing there's a strong avoidance with addressing these things because avoidance means i have to deal with it which it it automatically brings up shame especially mm-hmm. if you're someone that's purpose driven because someone that's purpose driven is very much so like into wanting to do their best and yeah. so that's a big one with shame is just really being able to like address it so that it doesn't fester over time Mm-hmm. we can't continue to let those things hinder us from the progress that we're trying to make right and so with your money story it's really important for you to again just kind of reflect like what was your what were your you know previous experiences with money what did your household look like I know we talked about this a little bit in our previous episode but for me you know just based off of like not explicit conversations that I had with my parents, but I saw them fighting about money. So money internally became divisive for me. That was part of my money story. And so when it was time for me to have conversations with my husband about money, um, no ma'am, like I would immediately shut down and get defensive because I just thought that if we had these conversations about money, that it would become divisive. So it's really important for you to really start to look at your, your money story and what were your past experiences. And again, like really start to untangle and unravel those and release them because they can't come into the new season of your life with you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So talk to me a little bit about how you kind of came up with your framework. So talk a little bit about the framework of what you teach, especially inside the community, because I think this is the difference between doing that with group coaching is this is an ongoing process. So people are getting ongoing support, which I believe and I got this from Ashley too, when we did the career uh, interview, was she talked heavily about support and strategy go hand yeah. in hand. You because need both. You need both. You don't need just the quick how to whatever. You need support. And support is a very fancy word, but talk about how like with your framework, you create both like support and strategy. 
Yeah. And so within the community, at the, and that's the distinction because the, the group coaching program still exists. And that one is more strategy based and strategy driven where we're crunching your numbers, we're creating your budget, creating your, you know, your money goals. Are we paying off debt? Are we saving money? That's where that is going to live. But inside the community, again, we're really focused on shifting the habits, shifting the money story, shifting the relationship with money, building that confidence, doing things scared and overcoming financial fears and anxiety. Um, and so that is really more of like the work that we're doing. So inside the framework, it's actually the exact same that I take the same process that I take the clients through, which is the grow framework. So first you have to set a goal. What are we working towards, right? Then we need to bring a lot of awareness and recognition to the to what we need to do. Um, then you can create your strategy. Like what specific things do we need to tackle when it comes to your money story, when it comes to your relationship with money that you need to work on? Um, and then the last part is the W, which is work. And you're in this community to do the work, right? We're all showing up to take action. And I think for so many people, when they're thinking about like your finances, especially when we talk about the strategy pieces of it, you expect it to be a linear trajectory and for things to always go well and for things to never go wrong. Um, and that's where a lot of people get stuck because like, you know, you can have this budget, you can have this strategy, but then when life happens, you don't really know what to do with it. And so inside the community is where you get the support to give yourself that grace to work through things, to give yourself the grace to pivot and to make adjustments and to really humanize the experience of money. I feel like a lot of people talk about money as if it were black and white. And we really have to humanize these conversations because money is more so emotional and mental than it is actual numbers. Girl, talk girl. <laughs> and, and one of the things I was going to say was I think that there has to be, like you were talking about with the human side of money, there has to be not only with support, a very high degree of compassion towards yeah. yourself, because if not, you're always going to kind of feel like you're in this constant state of failure. Mm -hmm. it, and I hate to make this comparison, but it's like losing weight and money for me, like kind of looks similar because it's like this, con it's, they are both highly emotional Mm -hmm. and it's like i'd be looking at people sometimes like how y'all so good with going to the gym and like eating well or <laughs> how y'all so good with managing your money like this but like because they're so deeply emotional mm -hmm. it requires you to have an emotional strategy yeah. to address it versus just telling people to go to the gym versus yeah. telling people just like eat well Versus telling people to just create a meal plan. It's like, those are the strategies. Those are the hacks. But we got to get to the deeper root. And what I'm hearing you say a lot is just the human part of that is we will try, fail, and never try again. Or yeah. try again, fail. So there's this constant feeling of failure that comes up often. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel like we talked about like the, the shame and the guilt. Like, I feel like people do that, like... You know, you're, you're on the wagon. It was like, you know, I made a budget, but I can stick to it. And now it takes you months, years to make another budget. It takes you months, years for you to make another goal or to take different actions. And so we just have to be really patient and graceful with ourselves. Most of us are talking about, we're talking about like, 
changing our money story. We're talking about decades of our own money experiences and then inherited money stories and beliefs and thoughts that have been passed down from generations. And then you have the external influences, right? So like racism, societal things, cultural, um, even biblical or scripture things that have been, you know, added to our recipe of our money story, right? So that's, that takes a lot of time and patience. Wow. And for so many people, again, it's not as simple as just creating a budget. And that's one of the things that I've realized as a coach. I think it's absolutely, when we get to the strategy part, it's absolutely necessary for us to do these things and have these tools and understand these strategies. But before we can get there, we have to really start to untangle some of the beliefs and feelings that we have around money. Oh, girl. And I, and like, I think, I think just normalize Mm -hmm. it in Mm -hmm. general. Like normalize yeah. that this is the this is the process some in some way in some way. I love the way that like you know our generation is doing a great job of normalizing these tougher conversations. We're normalizing mental health and the awareness around that. We're normalizing so many different things, and money is one of those. And we have to like we're we're that generational curse breaking uh. Uh, that generation, right? So like we're those, we're the ones and usually the first ones in our family. So it's really important for us to, again, insulate ourselves with people who are doing it too, to get that support, to get that compassion as we're going through this journey, because it's not easy. We don't have a lot of examples of that. Um, And so we need our people to help us do it. And then once we're doing the work, we can then in turn help mold and shape our children's money story, right? So their story looks different from ours. Um, and, And we can sort of create that blueprint for the future. So for you, and this is more a personal question now, but for you, why did you feel like the emotional part was the place you wanted to teach? Because one of you probably like, oh God, probably let me do that. But also, <laughs> like, that's a deeper passion that isn't, and it's just, you know, I've just come to terms with like, sometimes it's like, this is not cute. I don't, I don't want to talk about the deep. We're not talking about DJ, <laughs> but um, why the deeper part for you was so important to discuss, especially as it relates to money. And it's, it's so off from the hacks. Yeah. All right. So there's two parts to that. Um, I'll start with like, just me personally, because that's why you, you asked me personally, like I don't do superficial. Like I can't have a conversation. Like people usually tell me their whole life story because I asked the right question that makes you like tell me how you're really feeling and not just, oh, I'm doing okay. Um, and that's who I am in my friend groups. That's who I am like everywhere. Like I am, I, I don't do superficial. I, my husband and I was like, why can't you just like, I just want to, I don't want, I don't want to go that deep into stuff. I watch you be the movies, same way. Like, He'd be like, this is just, why do you have to go there? Like, I'll, I'll, watch, I'll be watching a movie and I'm like, what you- like he probably has some trauma. Like I, I just be going way too deep with stuff all the time. And this um, is why and, we're friends. <laughs> and this is why. And uh, so, and then that part of me, like I am, I am also like very emotional and sensitive because, um, you know, after growing up the way I did, like I didn't know how to acknowledge my emotions. And after therapy and doing my own mindset work and my own like personal development journey, I understand the importance of having emotional intelligence. And I'm like, now that I've discovered this, I'm like, what are you feeling? Let's put a different word to that, right? Like even with my kids, I'm like, okay, you said you were feeling happy yesterday. Do you have another word for that? And so like personally, that's just how 
I am. Like that part of me, like I realize is so free. And like once you're able to identify the emotion, now I can trace it back to why I'm feeling this way. Now I could do something different the next time I'm triggered. So personally, that is why like this part is so important because even when, and this kind of goes into the next part, when, you know, I was sitting with God and just really figuring out like, cause God is my CEO. Um, when I was talking to God about like where, you know, the business is going in the future, um, the reason why this business exists is to help people get started on their financial journeys. The lotus flower grows in the mud, um, in dark, murky water. It blooms. It's beautiful. And so it doesn't matter where you get started, but that is like the whole mission of this business is to help people get started. And I was thinking that I have to start with helping you how to budget, right? Because that's one of the first, like the most basic financial strategies. And God was like, no, 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 sis, like <laughs> run it back. We need, we have more work to do. Um, they can't, we're not even doing the budgets. So um, the second part of that is this is really God-led. I know, again, that, that there are so many people who are feeling helpless and trapped and stuck in their financial situations. And it starts before you get to the budget. So we have to tap into that part that's keeping you stuck. Yeah. And I think what you said there is you said it's meant for people to get started. And so I think a natural, rational way to think is, oh, just create a budget. And truly, like on a very granular and spiritual level, that's not how you get started. You get started from being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. You don't most of the time come to God because you like got it all together and you can figure it out yourself. It's mostly because you don't have the plan, sis, okay? And so getting started is getting vulnerable. Getting started is Mm -hmm. going back to those places. Getting started is facing your mess, which unfortunately a lot of us 90 to 100 percent of us would rather avoid it at all costs mm-hmm. but deeply desire to see change happen especially yeah. like what you said about purpose driven women and so because we want to see change happen it can't be superficial like you said it can't be right. surface otherwise you won't really see the change Exactly. You won't, you can, because even with that, you can make a budget, you can stick to a budget, you can save some money, you can pay off debt, but those aren't usually like, those are the people who usually kind of revert back, like after they hit the milestone. And those are the people that, you know, after they save some money, you know, something happens, something triggers them and they spend all the money in savings or they put a bunch of money on credit cards. And so, you know, I'm really helping you. We're putting band-aids on stuff that needed surgery. Right. Let's let's go to the operator room, sis. We got to we really have to fix this problem. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's deeper than than what we initially thought and, or I initially thought. Yeah, and I think that due to the nature of the time we live in, like you talked about with us millennials, our past generations were really focused on safety. They were just focused on am I safe? Because of course, like they grew up in the civil rights movement and all that kind of stuff. And so like, there was a high level focus of like, am I just physically okay? Which I still, I feel like we still deal with, but because I think we have so much um, exposure with our age group, we can kind of, I can get alarms on my, in my house and see you walk into my door mm-hmm. and call the police immediately <laughs> versus like, you know, now we're, now we're focused on emotional wellness. Right. And because there is such a 
there's still so much gray that we are not addressing because everything still in our minds are black and is black and white, but money is not black and white is there's a ton of gray space. Oh yeah. And because there is a ton of gray space, we have to give ourselves opportunity to like revisit that. And that means like dealing with the emotional side of it. So, um, so yeah, I think, I think the, the, the way to address money patterns is to address the emotional patterns you have with money, the negative emotions you have with money and how you can really start dealing with the mindset. Absolutely. And again, that's the focus of this community. Um, yes, we're going to do some money management challenges and, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll give you some of the tools and the techniques and the strategies. But again, we have to make sure that we are looking at a long-term solution on, you know, remedying this instead of just putting more band-aids on it. Yeah. Yeah. And really creating support. So thanks girl. This was great. This is yes, really, really good. So you. why don't you tell everyone where they can find you and or if they're interested in the community where they can find it at? Yep. So um, my website is moving. So it is at um, it's the lotuslegacy.co now. So the lotuslegacy.co. Um, you can find me on Instagram, the Lotus Legacy. Connect with me there. I love talking to people from Instagram. A couple of listeners hit me up in the DMs after I was on before. So I love getting those messages and those responses. So feel free to hit me up. I am a real person that will respond to your uh, messages. And yeah, so you can go on the website to learn more information about the community. It'll be launching in January. I think January 10th is the date, like the official like kickoff call. Um, and and then you can join anytime. It's going to be an open enrollment. So whenever you hear this or whenever you're listening and you're ready to get the support that you need to make those changes, I'm here for you, sis. And if you want to hear more about Tiffany's story and like how her husband and her paid off like $90,000 worth of debt, all of the money story and everything, I will link those episodes in the show notes along with all the information she just said too, so that you can get to those as well. So all right, y'all. Love you. Thank you so much, Tiffany. This was great. Thank and you. I'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye.